everyone, welcome back to East Coast Haunts. I'm MK. And I'm Sam. And this week, we're going to jump right into it because we've got a very special two-part haunt episode for you. Coming your way. Yes. Um, Sam, do you want to tell the people where we're going this week? Yes. Well, right now, we are going to the Jim Thorpe Inn. Or is it called the Inn at Jim Thorpe? I think it's the Inn at Jim Thorpe. All right, well, we're heading to the Inn at Jim Thorpe. Which is, of course, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. And we're going to go there right now and discuss the history and the haunts. And then we're going to physically visit um, tomorrow. Yeah. We're super excited. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. I am pumped to visit Jim Thorpe. I think they've got, like, the cutest little architecture. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the town. I found it extremely interesting. I don't know anything about it, so I'm very excited to hear. Well, let me enlighten you. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so like Sam said, the Inn at Jim Thorpe is in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's in Carbon County, which most people would know because of its proximity to the Pocono Mountains. Right. So that's in like northeastern Pennsylvania. It's sort of near Allentown. If oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I really only know Allentown because of the Billy Joel song. Oh, I don't even know the Billy Joel song. You're in Allentown. Oh. You know, anyway. It's about 30 miles outside of that. Okay. And some of its nicknames are Little Switzerland. I love that. And the Gateway to the Poconos. Ooh. Which I'm like, that's so mysterious. Like, I love those two nicknames. I yeah, love them, right? Just by I the know, nicknames alone. Well, Jim Thorpe used to have like a little bit of a less catchy name. Okay. It used to be called Ma, Ma Chunk. <laughs> Ma Chunk. Um, and it was originally founded in 1818. Okay. That's when they kind of, like, put it on the map, but obviously there were Native American tribes living there beforehand. Of course. Yeah. Um, but Ma Chunk is derived from the two words Mosh Unk, which means bear place, um, and that's a term taken from the Muncie Lenape tribe of Delaware. Okay. Um, it could reference Bear Mountain, which is a mountain nearby, and yeah. supposedly the profile used to resemble a sleeping bear. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Which is pretty neat, right? But not anymore because it's been mined for over two centuries, so okay. they kind of like broke it down a little bit. Um, the Lehigh Coal and Navigation Company was kind of like the first settlers to move into the okay. area and it was a guy named Josiah White and two partners. Josiah. Which I'm like, if you're gonna found a town, you, you better, better have a name Josiah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. So they kind of deemed uh Jim Thorpe or Ma Chunk as the perfect place to settle down because there was a coal mining area nearby. Okay. So nearby there were anthracite coal mines. And what's important about anthracite is that it's rarer than all other kinds of coal. Oh, I didn't so, even know there was there were multiple types of coal, if I'm being honest. This is the one geology class I took in college. Okay. Good. Perfect. Play. Um so anthracite is the most highly metamorphosed form. Uh Oh, okay. So it's the one that's been under, like, compaction and heat the longest. Okay. So um, it has little to no impurities. It has the highest carbon content of any kind of coal, and it has the highest energy density. Oh. So when you burn this kind of coal, you get the most bang for your buck. Okay, that makes sense. It's kind of like premium gas. 
That's actually a very good way. Now I feel like I kind of understand it more. Exactly, right? Um, it also was at the bottom of a slope called Summit Hill. Okay. And they found that this was the perfect place to build a gravity railroad. Gravity railroad? Yes. So thankfully, we're planning on doing a scenic railway tour, and thankfully this is no longer a gravity railroad. Because when you hear what this is, you're literally... I was like, oh my god, how did people ever travel? Okay. Like, it was mostly for the coal, but people did travel Gravity by it railroad. It literally was just a train that they took the brakes off and let it roll down the hill. And, like, kind of... And they equipped it with brakes. But okay, most so. of the time, it didn't have, like, an engine. No. 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 That's what I said. I was like, I don't think I would feel, like... I would rather walk. Super safe. Yeah. I'll walk. No, I'm good. Yeah. Gravity railroad. That's and so then, funny. In order to get it back to the top of the slope, it would either be pulled by animals like mules or donkeys, uh-huh. or they would have like eventually they had like locomotors equipped to them. Little muley or coley. Coley, little coley, bringing it back. It also was located right near the Lehigh Canal, which okay. was perfect because it allowed for shipment of coal down the Delaware okay. River. All right, nice. And they would get it down there again by train. Nicely situated. That yeah, train exactly. is a little sus, though. I know. Oh. Um, the town of Machunk, or Jim Thorpe, yes. is home to a couple of like historic figures, a couple of historic events. Okay. One thing that people might recognize the name from was in 1876 at the Old Jail, there were that hanging of four men found guilty of murder, and it was called the hanging of the Molly Maguires. Why the Molly Maguires? Did they kill Molly Maguire? Um, no, Molly, the Molly Maguires were like an Irish resistance group. Oh. They were also known as Peep People the Day Boys. People the Day? People the Day. Top of the Day. Top, Top of the morning. Yeah. Um, the last time I was in Jim Thorpe, we ate at a pub called Molly Maguire, so I guess <gasps> that's Wow, they have a restaurant named after them. Exactly, Goals. they're like famous. And we were planning on visiting the old jail museum, but it's closed. The museum, and it is closed. Dang it! Yeah, that would have been really cool. I know, I would have loved to see that. Um, so now let's get into the reason why it is named Jim Thorpe. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, Jim Thorpe was a renowned Olympic athlete of Native American descent. And that's kind of like wrapping up all his accomplishments into like one neat, tidy little package because this guy was ridiculously accomplished. I mean, um, he's known as one of the best football players in the first half of the 20th century, if not the best. Wow. And as I was researching, I found it referred to as gridiron football. Okay. Which is just American football. Gridiron. Gridiron. I don't think I've heard never that. heard that term before. But I guess that's how you distinct like distinguish it from European football, which is like what we soccer. call soccer. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. He had Olympic medals in the decathlon and the pentathlon, which are so impressive. I'm gonna read you a little bit about what those are. Yeah. I was gonna say pentathlon. I don't know if I'm familiar with that no. one. Hold on. Okay. So in the pentathlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a like variety of different sports. So it's fencing, okay, freestyle swimming, a two two hundred meter freestyle swim, equestrian show jumping. Oh, this is so random. They don't even have anything to do with each other. No, and a combined 
event of pistol shooting and cross country running. A, two a mile combined event? Run. Yes, I, they're just firing off pistols, I guess, as they run. That's insane. Well, if you think that's insane, here's the decathlon, which is, this one is actually more related events because it's all track and field events, but listen to what Jim Thorpe had to excel in to win this event. Okay. There was a 100 meter race, so that's like a sprint, a 400 meter race, which is like a quarter of a mile, a 1500 meter race, which is almost a mile, 110 meter hurdles, which are ridiculous. Long jump, high jump, shot put, discus throw, javelin throw, and pole vault. Is that 10? Yes, that's 10. Oh my god. Okay, wow. Is that not crazy? And he, and so I guess he was the best in all of them, like, doing the, I wonder if he did them in a row, or like, I wonder how that works. I think it takes course, I think it said over the course of a couple days. Course of two days. Two days, okay. Which is still ridiculous. Um. And if you think that that's a lot, he did not stop there. So he played for three national leagues in baseball. He played for an American professional football team. Okay. Then he also played for basketball teams, lacrosse teams, was a renowned swimmer and hockey player, and a renowned boxer. So is there... I really can't think of any sport that he didn't play besides like badminton yeah like it really sounds like he golf perhaps but you know what yeah, but was golf even the thing back then yeah it's been around for a long time <laughs> it's been around like the medieval times um uh, but he really wow. like he just seems like one of those people that's like good at like a jack of all trades yes yeah an actual like, master of all the definition of like a, a true athlete yes yeah so unfortunately wow. he was subject to investigation in 1913. Okay. And it stripped him of his Olympic gold medal. <gasps> what happened? They found out that he had been playing semi-professional baseball at the time of his Olympics, which would have disqualified him from the games. Why? I, I guess because it's like semi-professional and there's like no pro athletes, I would assume. Okay. That would be why. But... Thankfully, in 2022, he was reinstated as sole winner of the Olympic Games of that year, and his medals were returned. Why did it take them, like, over 100 years to decide that? I have no idea, but in 1983, which is 30 years after his death, Mm -hmm. they kind of conceded, and they were like, okay, we'll name him as co-winner. So him and whoever got the silver medal were, like, co-winners. I mean, I could see them taking away the... Title if he had been on like steroids or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if but because he was playing baseball at the same time, which like baseball has nothing to do with any of the events that I just read. Yeah, and also like you gotta make a living somehow, right? It's, it seems to me like a classic case of bias. Yeah, yeah, so. ridiculous, stupid. But at least it was righted, and now he has his his rightful title back. Exactly. Um. So Jim Thorpe died in 1953. Okay, and he died in California. And he, at the time, was married to his third wife, Patricia, Mm -hmm. and they agreed that he was supposed to be memorialized in Shawnee, Oklahoma, in Athletic Park. Okay. He was an Oklahoma native, and Shawnee, Oklahoma agreed to ship his body, son, and Patricia all to the park for the, you know, groundbreaking of the memorial, right? Okay. 
This became delayed because the $100,000 needed for the memorial had not been raised yet. Oh. So Patricia's starting to get a little antsy. She's like, I don't know if this is actually going to happen. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to do here. And then to make things worse, the governor vetoed a bill that would have helped raise the rest of the bills. Well, also time's a ticking. Like, the body's going to... Well, I think at this point he had already like been involved. It okay. was just a matter of where to put his okay. body. Um. So Patricia, like, freaks out a little bit because she doesn't want him to be buried in a potter's field. Okay. So she ships his body to Tulsa. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were just kind of, like, waiting it out there. And then she heard that Ma Chunk, this little town in Pennsylvania, was looking for a way to attract tourists. So she made a deal that they could have his body as long as they erected, like, a memorial. No way. Yes. So this is how he ended up there. This is how he ended up there. So he had no association with this town. Before Did he ever even visit this town? I don't think so. So and now it's named after and him. And now it's named after him. So his son <laughs> Jack says that Patricia was purely motivated by money. Oh, and I'm assuming Jack is not the son of Patricia. No, I don't okay. think so. And this kind of makes sense because unfortunately, like after his fame had like started to decline a little bit. Yeah. Jim Thorpe was an alcoholic. Oh, that's And sad. so he kind of, like, depleted a lot of his funds. Okay. So I guess Patricia was looking for a way to... Get out of that hole. Yeah. Yeah, funds. Um, so they renamed the town in honor of Jim Thorpe, and they erected a monument. So it's his tomb, two statues of him competing in the Olympic events, a historic marker that gives, like, all the important dates and his whole life story. Wow. And this is the coolest part, I think. It rests on native Oklahoma soil and soil taken from the Olympic Stadium that he won his two events in. Oh. Okay, so they, they imported soil, I guess? Yeah, from the stadium. You know what? Even if it was motivated by money, I mean, it's kind of cool that he yeah. now has an entire town named after him. And he got a proper memorial. Yeah. This guy, if you're... An athletic type. Yeah. This guy really is a good role model to oh have. Oh my god, yeah. He's really just, he was out there doing the damn thing. Wow. I'm okay, thoroughly that's really impressed cool. by Jim Thorpe. Yeah, that he has a really, I can't believe I hadn't really, I never really thought about why the town was called Jim no, Thorpe. No, really either. I was just like, oh, and that's, that's a funny name. Like, like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a better name than Machonk. 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 Um, so then in 2010, the same son, Jack, sued Jim Thorpe. The town, the town <laughs> for his father's remains, yeah. and he sued them under the Native American Graves and Protection and Reparation Act. Okay, it was denied, but Jack died before he could like respond to the verdict. Oh, and kind of sad. I know it was, but he he lived a long life. He died uh, at seventy three of old age. Okay, so then a bunch of bills were passed and acts and. It assured that Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, would be like the rightful owner. I get not owner, but like holder the of the body. Or yes. Whatever. Okay. Rest the rightful finding final resting place okay. of Jim Thorpe, as long as and this is how they didn't violate the the act, yeah. the Native American Graves Protection and Reparation Act. They don't make any money off of the grave, like okay. at all. So they can't charge any money to see to the see grave. the grave. Okay, yeah. It's it just selling there. Have vendors there. Exactly. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of weird if they, of if they were making people pay to see the grave. That'd be kind of messed It up. would be weird. So, yeah. yeah. So, 
Anyway, that is the story of how it became known as Jim Thorpe. Can you imagine if if um, Jack had won like that lawsuit and taken uh, yeah. Jim Thorpe's body, and then the place would have been called Jim Watch Thorpe? Oh, oh, for no reason, and like it would That'd just be, be called so Jim weird. Thorpe. Would that be funny? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, super interesting town history. Yeah. Right. So now let's get into the history of the Inn of Jim Thorpe. Yes. I just have like a very brief history. It was built in 1833 by. Cornelius Connor. Okay. And it was called the White Swan Hotel. So that's about, what, 15 or so years after the town was officially founded? Right, yeah. So, okay, so it's been there since the beginning. Yeah, and this is like right when business has kind of started to start in the boom. Because right, of the everyone's coal moving business. over there. Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of like the gold rush, but for coal. Right. Um, and they wanted to accommodate all the visitors, so it was one of like a bunch of really big and fancy hotels okay. in the town. In 1949, Jim Thorpe had its own version of, like, the Great Fire. Okay. And they call it the Great Fire. And it burnt down, like, a lot of historic buildings. I know. Which, I guess, at the time, weren't that historic. Yeah. Yeah, right? (laughs) But then they rebuilt the White Swan Hotel and rebranded it as the New American Hotel. Okay. And this was the resting place. Not resting. What do you call it? Like, the staying place. A lot of famous people stayed Okay, it was, a, it was the hotel to go to. Yes, it was like successful the people. hot spot. Right. Yeah. The resting so, place. Generally, well, they were resting. They were resting. Um, General Ulysses S. Grant. <gasps> oh, okay. President William H. Taft. <gasps> Is this where he got stuck in that bathtub? Or is this not him? Remember, who's that president that got stuck in the bathtub? It makes sense that it would. I think it was Taft. Out. Um, it's the only thing I know about him. <laughs> Buffalo Bill, who is from Silence of the Lambs. No, actually, the entire football team stayed here. The Buffalo Bills. Bruh! No, you literally kidding. got me for a second there. I know. If I, I hadn't seen your facial expression, I would have believed you. No, Buffalo Bill was a rider for the Pony Express, and he was like one of the youngest, youngest people to ever do it. Equestrian king. He was. He slayed. Thomas Edison stayed here as well. Okay. Who I have a grudge against. I really don't like Thomas Edison. Oh. He freaks me out. What you got against Tommy Edison? He did. Have you ever heard of the story of how he like electrocuted the elephant Topsy? No. Basically, he was like, I think it was his whole rivalry with um, Tesla. Okay. And he was trying to prove like the power, either the power for his current or like the dangers of Teslas. Okay. And so he had electrocuted. Why did he electrocute something else? I guess because he wanted to show it was big. Well, no, because one of the I think it was like the Coney Island okay. Zoo or something had to euthanize an elephant because um, it had like attacked a visitor after the visitor had fed it a cigarette butt. Ew! Which I'm like, really? Yeah. Smoking kills. It does. Um, and so. Edison was like, well, why don't you just let me electrocute it? But, like, this poor elephant was, like, so... Yeah, but isn't isn't euthanizing, like, supposed to be, like, not painful? (laughs) Yeah, and, like, they have videos of it online. Ew! Okay, Thomas. I don't know, Thomas Edison pisses me off. I don't like him. And also, John D. Rockefeller. Okay. Wow. It fell into disrepair during the Great Depression. Okay, not surprising. It was the 20s and the 30s. And then in 88, 1988, so this was like 30 years later, 
um, John Drury bought it and restored it okay. and renamed it the Jim and Inthorpe. Oh, nope. The Jim and Inthorpe. The Jim and Inthorpe. The Inn and Jim Thorpe. Okay. Um, his son is now the general manager. Wow, okay. 20 years later after that, which I guess would be 2008, uh-huh. the Broadway Grill opened, opened and it was restored to its former glory. And we will be dining at the Broadway Grill, yes, if I'm not will. mistaken. We sure will. And it's, I'll quote this from their website, it is the gem of Jim Thorpe's very own Broadway. Of his Broadway? Broadway is like, that's, I think their like main street is called okay. Broadway. Oh. Which is why it's the Broadway Bar and Grill. Oh, that makes sense. Also, for some reason, I thought you were talking with the actual man, Jim Thorpe. I was like, was he on Broadway too? Like, <laughs> he really was. This man is a jack of trades. Okay, yeah. So... Ooh. I have heard tale, though, that this place is haunted. That, uh, uh, you would be correct. Interesting. You would be quite correct, actually. Hit me with those haunts. Alright, so we know that the Jim Thorpe, uh, sorry, the inn at Jim Thorpe has been around for a while. Long yes. time. So, there have been lots of famous guests. However, some guests have not left. Oh, They're no. still there! So... We're going to be mostly talking about information I found on an episode of the television show Ghost Detectives, which you've heard me watching. <laughs> yes. It's kind of hilarious. Um, I thoroughly really enjoyed like the intense background. The music, yeah. As I was doing my research. Um, so let's get started with, we're just going to go over the basics. I mean, there are lots of like, ba- not basic haunts, but like the things that you hear about with yeah, like, the classic, lights turning off. Yeah, haunts. So, uh, there is a spirit that is said to make the lights go on and off in different rooms. Um, the most haunted room is room 211. Ooh. We don't really know why, but it's just the most, most of the paranormal activity happens in 211. And I even saw some sources saying 210, so. Okay, so I'm assuming they're probably adjoining rooms. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also kind of funny, uh, on a website I was reading, it was saying that maybe Edison is the one who's making the lights go on and off. <laughs> so, oh my god! So people often report feeling nauseous and sweaty Ew. when they're at the hotel, and I actually have a very interesting comment from that Ghost Detectives YouTube video. Okay. Uh, by a woman named Angela. She commented this nine years ago. She said, "My husband and I stayed at the Jim Thorpe at the Inn at Jim Thorpe." For our honeymoon about 12 years ago. That's which, kind of a cool yeah, place to I know. It's kind of fun, right? I've been scoping out this town. I am so excited. Oh, yeah. we've got. I mean, there's so much to do. It's a small town. Like they say, like Little Switzerland. But there's so much to do. No, we're going to have a great time. And we're going to tell you guys all about it next episode. Yeah. It won't even be like just the haunts in our next episode. Like We're going to be like, telling you guys like, we're gonna about our food. food. Yes. We're going to uh, a Harry Potter-themed cafe. Yeah, we are. So, anyway... So, Angela said, we knew nothing of the history of the inn before we stayed there. Weird stuff kept happening in our room. The lights over the tub kept dimming during the night, which Ooh. Thomas Edison was that you. That's a little pervy. I know. He was, I know. Well, we know he wasn't a very good person if he was electrocuting elephants out here. Nah, Thomas Edison is not. I don't, he yeah, ain't I don't it. So, then Angela also said, We'd get up and turn them all the way up and then fall asleep, only to wake up and find that the room was almost pitch dark. The reason we left the lights on bright was because the place just felt odd. Okay. We both felt lethargic, especially during the day when we were in the room. And we could not wake up, even with the clock tower clanging away right outside of our room. 
As soon as we walked out of the hotel, we would feel lifted. After being there a day or two, we would walk up the stairs and notice a plaque on the wall that talked about the fire that burned the place down. Again, we had no prior knowledge of any haunting. That place gave us the creeps for sure. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like her uh, honeymoon was like a little bit affected by the, the energy of this in, yeah. Right. You know what? The one time that I think that I would like to stay in a hotel not affected by paranormal energy yes. is probably my husband. Yeah, that would be so, a good. Yeah. Sorry, Angela. Imagine oh being in like the Maldives and like you're being haunted. Bora Bora. Yeah, just like <laughs> tropical ghosts. Well, it's definitely yeah, yeah, right. Like it's definitely interesting how they had no, they had no idea. It sounds like that this place was haunted until they stayed That's there. They're like, so wait, funny. what is going on? I know. I almost like feel bad, like. Imagine being on your honeymoon, like, not being able to get out of bed, like, just, like, laying there and being, like, I know that it's like, time to get up. Like, like the clock tower is clanging outside. So, poor Angela. I hope she and her husband are still going strong. Perhaps they took a second honeymoon of some sort. Oh, Angela. So, I thought that was super interesting. Um, but back to the Ghost Detectives episode. Yes. Uh, there was an employee, and she was saying she had worked at the inn for about eight years. Ooh. And she had had plenty of paranormal experiences, which I thought was interesting because... In a lot of our past haunts, especially the ones like from a few months ago when we first started the podcast, yeah. a lot of employees would say stuff like, oh, like, I've never had a paranormal experience, yeah. right? Which we thought was like interesting. Yeah. But this woman said that she had plenty. Um, and all the most uh, notable experiences were in room 211. Interesting. I feel like it's always the second floor of the hotel. It does seem like it. Right? I feel like we had, what was it? The... Um, the one in Salem, the Hawthorne Hotel, yes. was the second floor. Yeah, it was the second floor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a, yeah, there's a stigma around around the two, floor. the second floor. I don't know what it is, but um, apparently two businessmen um, stayed in room two eleven at separate times, uh, and they would like often visit. I guess they had like business in Jim Thorpe. I don't know. Um, I don't know the story. Emporium of curious goods. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? So two businessmen stayed there often, and they both separately told the exact same story to this employee. So they didn't know each other. They had no connection, but each of them came up to her at some point um, and said that they woke up, and there was, like, an indentation in their bed next to them. Oh, no. I hate that. Yeah, and they were super freaked out, obviously, and both of them asked if their room could be changed because neither of them wanted to stay in 211. That's so fat. Like, nope. That's so fat! (laughs) phrase or something and I was like okay I guess she just like is more up to date with like the phrases that I'm like that's so fat no that's so valid it is yeah it is valid right I I woke up and there was an indentation in my bed I'm not kidding I would start searching for a new apartment yeah I would (laughs) bruh don't don't invite that energy (laughs) sorry I shouldn't put that out into the universe so super creepy very interesting um according to the ghost detectives episode uh, in room 211, there used to be an old dresser um, where ta- towels would fly out of, which of course, like, I, we're picturing, like, towels, like, being, like, chucked across the room, but, like, I guess they would, like, the drawers would open and they would, like, kind of get, like, thrown across the room. I just thought okay. it was funny. Yeah, that is kind of funny, actually. But then when they went to the room, but when they went to room 211, they were like, oh, it's not here anymore, so I guess they, the dresser was removed. Um, maybe maybe it was a different room I moved to a different room I don't know they should have checked 210 yeah right I'm like I'm sure they didn't just throw it away if it's like 
they got it blessed, like that mirror at uh Oh yeah, the Gettysburg. Yeah, Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Yeah. Maybe they did, honestly. Um, and in the episode of Ghost Detectives, they were looking for a ghost named Madeline. Ooh. Um, and apparently she seemed to be, from the way they were talking, they, she seemed to be a, like a younger woman who had a falling out with a man. Um, Interesting. And was like heartbroken or something like that. Aww. So I know, classic, classic recipe for a haunt. Yes. Um, they say that there's a nurse who uh, seems frustrated when you encounter her, um, and she's trying to care for a patient, and she's, like, in a bad mood, which I get, I get it. it. Yeah. Especially being in the afterlife and still having to work, like, so annoying. Yeah, that's no. so brutal. So, um, some people say that they feel a touch on their shoulder, um, and then they look back and no one's there. You know, <gasps> classic. Spooky, right? I hope that happens to us at the restaurant. I would love that. If I, like, turn around and there's no one there. And it's like our waiter, like, <laughs> are you going to take your order? <laughs> it's like, I've been standing here for five minutes. <laughs> um, also, people say that uh, they wake up and chairs have been turned upside down. That's the one thing that I did hear about. The image of the one haunt that I did hear about was yeah. that chairs get turned over. In Which the is very like, specific. I'm like, I wonder what that means. I don't know. They did that, again, at the Hawthorne Hotel. They would, yeah. like, turn over chairs and, and flip the tables, Like, does too. it mean, like, they don't want people to be sitting, sitting there? there? Like, they're, like, they're not welcome? I, I don't know. Maybe no I'm idea. thinking too deep into it. Um, and also, apparently, they're some... Trying to get their attention. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're trying to do something that will that people will definitely notice. Yeah. Um, apparently, the spirits also turn on the TV, which is funny. I get that. Um, yeah. So, which, those like, you just want to relax. That poor nurse is probably just trying to unwind after a long She wants to watch some Property Brothers. Like, <laughs> for so some reason, I always watch HGTV or Property Brothers, um, more specifically, when I'm in hotel. I don't know what it no, is. No. There's something about a hotel that... HGTV really hits. must be turned on. Yes, I have different channels for different like locations. Yeah, like when I'm at the gym, which is weird because you would think that I wouldn't be like watching TV. Yeah, but if I'm running on the treadmill, yeah, it's always got to be Food Network. It's Ooh, always Food yeah. Network or college basketball. Okay, because I like yeah. to run and pretend that I'm like running on the court with them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You're one with the Villanova basketball you players. Know. Um, I also watch uh, Impractical Jokers a lot when I'm at, in a hotel. Oh, it's always on. Impractical Jokers is such, such a, a good, good show. show. I haven't watched it since. I mean, is it even still on? Yeah, it's still on. Oh, but I, I love that show. Joe left now, so it's only the three it's only of the them. Three. It's like not the same. So the reruns. I like stalk their Instagrams. No, me too. I follow them on uh, TikTok. They, oh. Who's your favorite Joker? Okay, this is controversial. I like Murr the best because he majored in musical theater. Did he really? Yes. Um, or theater, I don't remember which. And everyone, like, I feel like he's just, like, people, like, don't give him the credit. He's, like, the Kevin Jonas. Like, people yeah. don't give him credit, but he's, like, I think he's hilarious. You know, he is really And I think funny. he's so, like, adorable. Like, yes, I just really like he is, him. He is cute. Okay, who's yours? Mine's Q. Okay. I just, That's I love so, him. Q, for some reason, is, like, my least favorite. Really? Not that I dislike him. I just love yeah, him. Yeah, no, Q is, yeah, Q is funny, though. I love Q. <laughs> I love all of them. They're I so do, too. Cute. They They're all so make cute. me laugh. Um, anyway, sorry, a little tangent. Um. So, yeah, like I said, 210 and 211 are a little bit sus. Um, people... Oh, there was one really interesting story. A person who was in room 210 woke up in the middle of the night and smelled an overwhelming sensation of, like, a fire. Like, her room was on fire. Oh, God. 
really weird, right? Yes. It only lasted a few seconds, but uh, the guest said that she and her husband kept waking up in the middle of the night, um, like every night that they stayed there, and they felt like they were being touched by someone or something, oh and that's God. why they kept waking up. See, I there's something very sinister about being woken up out of a sound sleep. Yes. Yeah. And even when it's like, like when you're waking up because you feel like you're falling or something, like that's scary enough, but having like an outside source waking you up and then you wake up and there's nothing oh, there no La- even last night i had like oh, a no. nightmare oh, no. and i woke up crying <gasps> oh you did i did because oh i feel bad no it's okay it's no it's not a big deal but like and then i was like very disconcerted and it like took me a while to get back to sleep like, okay like i'm yeah because you have to like, I, remember I'm, like, where you in are my bedroom Everything's, Everything's good. fine. Like whatever. What happened in the nightmare? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Um, do you want to share with the audience? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's not. We'll save this for later. Yeah, like that's that's scary. That's yeah. really freaky, and especially it's, being yeah. in a place where people say like they're nauseous and they feel lethargic, like and they like, can't get out of bed. And waking up and it's smelling like a fire. That's so scary. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. If I woke up and I thought my house was on fire. I don't think I actually don't know what I would do. Maybe go out the window. Yeah, but imagine what if they were on like the top floor, right? Oh, and then you can take take the stairwell. But I don't know. That's just like really yes, scary. Very scary. So this place is quite. I mean, it's quite. I mean, there's not a ton of like very specific haunts. Like Thomas Edison was definitely in this room at this time. But like, there's a lot of goings ons. Some spooky activity for sure. Yes. But you can be sure about one thing is that we're going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, absolutely. During our hour dinner. (laughs) (laughs) As we eat our fried green beans. And And our, what was the other thing? Oh, the short rib grilled cheese. The short rib grilled cheese looks really good. And I will be having myself a white chocolate strawberry martini. Oh my god, the drinks look so good. They look amazing. So anyway, this has kind of turned into like a History Haunts culinary podcast. Yes, if you've noticed. But... You know, we just really like food. It's it's a great little and all the bridging ha- the gap between history and haunts. Yes, all the I mean, all the haunts like have restaurants. It seems like yeah, they're little tourist <laughs> We can't stay. We can't help it. We can't not mention the food, you guys. And tomorrow, also uh, when we're in Jim Thorpe, we're going to be going um, like you mentioned this before, but like the Emporium of Curious Goods. Yes, I'm and so we're so excited because apparently they have like real artifacts from Ed Lorraine Warren, which is terrifying. I was I'm like, we're so not bringing excited. that back to our apartment. We'll see. Um, you don't. If you bring something back from Ed and Lorraine, don't tell me. I don't want to okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take lots of pictures and we will update you guys next time. Yes, we're so excited. All right, we will talk to you very soon. And thanks for listening. Yeah. T-Y-L-X-O-X.